The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic partner and a founding partner of the Olympic Channel, inspiring you to chase your dream. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Simone Biles, she's redefined the combination of power and elegance. It's Olympic year, and that means things are about to get very serious in gymnastics. So we found two of the world's very best for the podcast, US Olympic champions Simone Biles and Laurie Hernandez. It's a lot to deal with being defending four-time Olympic champion and it being Olympic year. And so before this big year started, Simone Biles took some time out to relax. (laughs) Obviously, she was still doing double-doubles into the ocean, but still relaxing. Scott Bregman was with Simone to talk about what her coaches thought of that jump. Oh, and that it's Olympic year now. That too. Olympic Channel Podcast. I was just in Spain for work. I Oh, for work. You always say that when you travel. Well, because it is... I was just is... in Hawaii for work. How was Belize? I was there for work. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it was good. It looked fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What did Laurent think when he saw that double-double off that platform? He didn't mind, actually. Him and Cecile, she was like, that's awesome. Rather than, like, the one time I did it in Belize, Amy was going to kill me. But they didn't mind. But they went to Belize, too. I saw that. Oh. He wants to go back. Right, Laurent? Fishing, yeah. Yeah, he likes fishing. I love it. Um, all right. So, it's the Olympic year. Yes. You've been through this before. How does it make you feel to be back in this, this like, jam-packed time yeah. period? It's kind of crazy because in 2016, I wouldn't imagine that I would be back doing this process again. But, I mean, I feel blessed to be in a position and have the opportunity again. Um, but it is crazy. What What's the biggest difference between Simone Biles sitting here and Simone mm-hmm. Biles in 2016? I feel like I've grown as a person, mentally and physically. Um, okay, not physically in height, but... Um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm capable of more than I was in 2016, and I feel like mentally I know that and I'm more confident as a gymnast. What sort of things do you look at when you think of things that you accomplished that you you didn't think you could do? More skills being named after me even whenever I came back in 2018 and competed at Worlds. um, I never thought I would have a vault named after me, beam, or another floor skill. And whenever I was younger, I thought if I had any skill named after me, the possibility would be on floor. And now I have three events, and that kind of blew my mind. What does your dream 2020 season look like? If it looks like 2019 Worlds, I'll be very pleased. Um, Yeah. How, how often do you think about that, what the performance is going to be like in Tokyo? I think about it a lot, but I also think that I wish 2019 Worlds was the Olympics. I mean, some people might not wish that because we're still preparing and we got a little bit more time 
to get out of our crazies, but um, I think about it often. You've been through this before, like we said. So what's one thing you're looking forward to that you know is coming and one thing that you're not looking forward to? Like in the competitive season, I guess? Just in, in everything that goes into an Olympic season. Okay, what I'm not looking forward to is the stress, anxiety, and some of those hard trainings, mentally and physically. But I'm, what I'm looking forward to is the end result and the rewards. What do you think brings on that stress and that anxiety? Because you know that you have to peak at a certain time, and for anyone and any athlete, that's stressful to see if you can hit that, hit that deadline of peaking. Do you feel more pressure because of the, the attention you've been getting, the things you've accomplished, or, or less because you have accomplished so much that yeah. even if you don't win five gold medals in Tokyo, you, you still have done everything? Yeah. Um, I would say I feel more pressure in some aspects, but in other I feel less pressure because I've been to the Olympics, so I know what to expect. and. I know the expectations that are set on me, but in a way I feel like I also have to uphold those expectations that people place on me. What kind of expectations do you have for yourself? Right now it's just to make the team and go in with a clear mind and no regrets. Do you really worry about making the team? Sometimes it's for anything could happen, you never know. Do you ever think about you know, obviously, you're, you're, you've been so dominant. You've been so far ahead of, of anyone else. Do you ever kind of think about your competitors and, and what it must feel like to compete against Simone Biles? <laughs> Some of the girls talk about it, and they're like, it's just not fair. Um, and sometimes I feel bad because I feel like if I weren't here, like, the second, whoever's second would win and stuff, so I do feel bad that it's just like plastered everywhere, Simone all the time. Um, but I've also worked really hard to get here. So 2018, the season was sort of all about your comeback, mm -hmm. getting your consistency back, and I feel like last year was about all these big skills and all these records. What do you want 2020 to be about? About consistency and just staying healthy, and being different. What kind of things do you want to do outside of the gym? Because you're going to have people, yeah. you're not, uh, you already have a big platform, but it's going to be, I, I don't think any, I don't think we know how big it's going to be, right, in the next few months. Yeah, of course. I don't know, now I've kind of become like a prisoner in my own house, because I just like, first I get anxiety about going out, and then I know I'll have to take pictures or whatnot, so I just, like to bring all my friends to my house and we do like our little parties or anything that we do there. Lori talked about uh, the importance of having women of color mm -hmm. being front and center in sports. Yeah. How important is that to you? I think we've done a really great job in sports and specifically in gymnastics. Um, but at the time, whoever's the best of the best will obviously be up front. Um, and for us, in our world's team, it's it's been a broad of whites, Asians. We kind of have all of it on the team. And I think that was really special about 2016, too, because we were all different races, basically. And that was kind of nice to see and for the kids to look up and see on a team that if we can do it, they can do it, too. 
you're obviously asked over and over again about the records and the medals, and it never really seems to matter much to you, right? So what do you hope to be remembered for more in the things you did in the sport or maybe things that you did kind of outside of the sport, especially in the last three years, yeah. speaking out and, and encouraging people? Probably a combination of both because gymnastics will be a highlight and that's what they'll remember first and then um, probably about me speaking out and being courageous. Why do you think, okay. why do you think all of those accomplishments just kind of, they, do they just blur together? They, they, they don't blur together. I feel like I don't know a lot of the history behind gymnastics. So whenever I break a record or get another medal, I don't know the history. So it's like, I see, oh, you won another record or broke another record. I'm just like, I'm just confused because I, I, I'm not keeping count. I don't keep count. Somebody asked me how many medals the other day. I don't know. I think it's 25, but I, I can't tell you. I don't remember. You did it. It's 25. Okay. Olympic Channel Podcast. Here we come to Laurie Hernandez from the USA. There have been questions for Olympic champion Laurie Hernandez regarding her time away from the sport. But she's back and fully intends to make a proper run at making the Olympic team. The competition is fierce, but Laurie is calm and hoping to prove a few people wrong along the way. She sat down with Scott as well. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. podcast. So here we are again, the Olympic year. How different does 2020 <laughs> feel than, than four years ago? It feels drastically different. I mean, I think it's 16 ignorance is bliss where like I didn't know what I was walking into. And that was a lot of fun. Of course, I was still like stressed about it. But at the end of the day, at that time in my head, it just felt like another meet. I mean, of course, I was terrified, but it felt like another meet. Whereas now coming into it, um, it's nice to know what I'm walking into a little bit, even though the environment is completely different, but I think different is good, so. What are the biggest differences you've noticed? The difference that I've noticed, I think, I don't know, I think it's a lot less stressful. Um, and I can't speak for anybody else, I can only speak for me. But the last training camp, aside from the November camp that I was at, the last training camp that I was at was at the Olympic training camp. And that was really stressful. As it, as it should be, it's the Olympics, of course. Um, but to come into an environment where it's definitely a little more relaxed and, and it feels like they're, they're trying to make things different and, and dip their toe in the water and see what works best. Because every athlete is different. I can't imagine that it's easy changing an environment. Um, but for now, change is good. We are the so you're obviously Olympic champion, Olympic silver medalist. What, what do you feel like you have left to accomplish in this sport? Honestly, I'm back because I love it. I just love it so much. I mean, after 2016, I had taken about a two-year break, and I wasn't sure what the plan was going to be. I wasn't sure if I was coming back, when I was coming back, what, what I was going to be doing. And, um, I mean, I had an idea that I wanted to come back. I just didn't know when, and I was kind of waiting for this fire to, to start in me and to jumpstart everything. And... Um, from five to 16, I had just done one thing. I had just done gymnastics. I had homeschooled for it and everything. So taking that two year break, I got to branch out and see what I loved and what I wanted to do and, and all that it was outside of the sport, 
only to realize that I loved it so much that I had to come back to it. And a lot of it, I know a lot of people are kind of panicking because it's a late comeback. But for me, like, this is my story. This is just how it worked out. And I think the timeline is perfect. So, yeah. Can you tell me more about, we haven't seen you compete yet. So can you tell me more about the timeline that you have in your head? Yeah. So, I mean, depending on if, you know, the national staff or Tom decides that they want me to compete earlier than classics, um, then my training time frame will change a little bit. But for now, it's training for classics and for championships. And um, there's some events, of course, like any other any athlete, floor and, and beam, if you told me, like, I had to compete tomorrow, I could do it. <laughs> Vault is a little different. Layouts and fills are really good. It's We're working doubles, so we're just trying to up the mats as we go. Um, it's bars that is kind of, I've always kind of struggled on bars a little bit. We have the skills, we're just working on piecing it together. That's our biggest thing. But in terms of like being ready in a couple months, that's no problem. It's more of just showing what I have now. So, yeah. What do you think has been the hardest part to get to where you are now? Um... The hardest part has just been jump-starting my body again after taking a two-year break. It's like lifting like 10 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 200, and then you take a two-year break. You can't just lift up a 200-pound weight. You're going to pull something. Your arm's going to fall off. <laughs> you have to go back down to five and then go back to seven and then go up to 10 and then just keep working your way up. <clears throat> so coming back and just conditioning for months, that was awful. <laughs> like nobody likes that like I can't imagine anybody's like yeah I love the <laughs> I love the comeback process in the very beginning um no everything aches and it's hard and it hurts the best part about it is when and my coaches have been really good with this is pacing you and then telling you okay you're ready to throw all the stuff that you threw in 2016 that's my favorite part because then um just literally existing longer being three and four years past Rio um I've gotten used to my body and, and who I am and how I do things. So now it's coming back to old skills with like a new mindset about it. And it's been a lot of fun for me. I feel like I can understand the sport a little bit better. Um, you can only say so much to a 16 year old, <laughs> you know, that you, you wouldn't be able to learn until you just exist longer. Do you feel more pressure because people, more people know who you are? Or do you feel less pressure because no matter what happens this year, you'll always be Olympic champion? Um, I feel both. 16, ignorance is bliss. Uh, and like not knowing what I was walking into. 20, I do know what I'm walking into. And that feels comforting because I don't feel like I'm getting blindsided. But at the same time, it does feel like pressure because I know what I'm walking into. It's scary. Um, another, for lack of a better word, another like fun thing for me is like kind of watching people freak out because they think I'm coming back too late. They haven't been able to watch my practices and I'm excited for everybody to watch me at camp so that way they could see how much progress I've made. Um, but also like there's a lot of people not expecting it to work out. That's, that's fun for me because I got a good feeling about it, so. <laughs> yeah, help, you, you, on social media, you've been very vocal about representation and yeah. things like that, so tell me about where, why that's important to you and how you decided to kind of speak out about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important because growing up, like, I didn't see any Hispanic gymnasts growing up. 
like they're <laughs> they're they're not really out there. I mean, there were like two before I had come along, and that was about a thirty-year break before then. Um, and it was just it was interesting to go up and to try and and say like, well, she has curly hair and I have curly hair. Like I was tr- doing my best to kind of find similarities. But at the same time, I didn't really see it as like a barrier of like, okay, because I don't see myself, this isn't going to work out. It was more of just like, oh man, anyways, <laughs> checks the double. Like, so I think why I'm really proud of 2016 is because our team was so diverse. Um, you know, you have two black women, you have two white women, Jewish women, um, and, a, and a Hispanic girl out there. And I think that's really important for everybody to see, not just kids. You have a, a whole group of women who look like, like the world, you know? Um, so 2020, I'm excited. And, and I think it's gonna be kind of that same situation of where we just have a bunch of diverse girls. Um, and hopefully we can get even more into the mix. I know it's just a group of four, but um, I hope there's a lot more representation where people can look and point to the screen and say like, oh, that looks like me. There's some girls who will go from 20,000 followers to a million overnight, and you went through that. So what, what kind of advice do you have for them? Um, I'm still learning social media. My advice is to take everything you see with a grain of salt. And I mean everything. I mean, if you want to take the compliments right to the heart, you go right ahead and do that. Um, I typically don't, but... Uh, take everything with a grain of salt because people will write things that they would never say to your face, good and bad, unfortunately. Um, And to know that the people who really matter are the people that you can see face to face. And there's gonna be hundreds and thousands of people following what you're doing. And that is so exciting and to embrace all of that because that means they care about you. But when they say things, take it with a grain of salt. Here's the files, double out, half out. What has it been like to watch your good friend Simone in these last couple of years since the Olympics just... She's been killing it. The guy just so many skills named after her and, and especially to be like a woman of color out there doing, you know, she's literally breaking all these different molds. I mean, there's so many kids out there, not just little girls, not just little boys, like just everybody. There's so many people out there who are looking up to that and being like, she's crazy in the best way possible. So that's a lot of fun to watch. Olympic Olympic Channel Channel Podcast. Big thanks to all the gymnasts. Such an exciting year. Also, big thanks to Scott, who is sbregman87 on Twitter. I'm at Eddie Knowles with a 9 and E. And we are at Olympic Channel across all social media too. Now, the 2020 USA Gymnastic Trials are from June the 25th until the 28th. And last year, we had Christy Phillips on the podcast In 1988, the world expected to see Christy Phillips at the Olympic Games. It never happened. The media speculated it was because she gained weight. She was distraught and devastated and stepped away from the sport for nearly a decade. In the end, though, Phillips returned to competition, made her peace with the sport and now is a respected gymnastics judge. I realised that it wasn't gymnastics that I hated. It wasn't gymnastics that was carrying that guilt or that anger. It was the way it happened. Link in the episode description for that one. Give us a five-star review on the app that you've listened to us on. It really does make a big difference. Send us a screenshot once you've done it. I would absolutely love that. That's it for now, though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian.